On Monday, the first injury reports dropped ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week five matchup with the Chicago Bears on Thursday night football. And we are joined by Chicago's own native daughter, Paige Demakos, to take our first look at week five on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi made for football watching. And now your Locked On Bucks podcast lead Tampa Bay Buccaneers story from James Yarko and David Harrison. On Monday, the initial injury reports from both the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chicago Bears dropped ahead of their Thursday night football matchup to kick off the NFL's week five of the 2020 NFL season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, listing three limited participants Will Golston with a neck injury, Rob Gronkowski, the tight end with a shoulder injury, and then outside linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul limited with a knee injury. The list gets much more extensive and much more marquee player filled when you hit the did not participate list as wide receiver Mike Evans did not participate with an ankle injury, as well as Leonard Fournette, who is still out with his ankle injury, wide receiver Chris Godwin with a hamstring Tight end O.J. Howard, of course, with his Achilles injury. LaShawn McCoy did not practice suffering from an ankle injury himself. Scotty Miller, who was able to go in week four and have a significant role, did not participate on Monday with a hip slash groin injury. And then Justin Watson sitting out with a chest injury for the Chicago Bears. Much lighter with four players as listed on the injury report. However, listed as full participants. Linebacker Khalil Mack was a limited participant with a knee injury, still expected to go. And then players not participating were safeties Deion Bush and Sherrick McManus, both listed with hamstring injuries. All right, well, coming up in just a moment, we are going to be joined by the Draft Network's Chief Operating Officer and host of the TDN Fantasy Podcast, as well as the Dual Threat Show, Paige Demakos, as we wrap up our thoughts on the win over the Los Angeles Chargers and look ahead to Thursday night against her beloved Bears. But first... We got to tell you guys about our friends over at NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place that you can replay every single game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques you can learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. 
Tuesday here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, and a little bit earlier than normal, just because the Buccaneers play again on Thursday night against Chicago Bears. We're going to close out our conversation about Week Four, where the Buccaneers defeated the Los Angeles Chargers, and then move into our first conversation about the Chicago Bears. And I mean, who else can we bring on to this episode to help us move into Chicago Week? Then the great and amazing Paige Demacos on Twitter at the underscore Sports Page. That's Paige P A I G E, Chief Operating Officer of the Draft Network host of the TDN Fantasy Podcast, and if she's not already busy enough, host of the newly created The Dual Threat Show with good friend of the show, J.C. Cornell Page. How are you doing? Uh, thanks for joining us, of course, and, and how's everything there on the West Coast? Uh, no complaints, guys. Football is happening, so everything else is gravy at this point. That's pretty much how I feel about this year. So I'm like, we got football? Pac-12 and Big Ten are, are checked back in. We're getting all. We're getting everything. We're go, we're good to go. The Bears are three and one. The Bucks are three and one. Like, listen, there's a little bit of a scare there uh, for old Bucks fans after Week One. Uh, for those of you that didn't pay attention to the game, you were scared. But those of you that paid attention to the game knew that uh, things would be fine. And I enjoyed. I've enjoyed watching a lot of people uh, walk it back. Let's just say that. So I, you you know I'm a petty person, so you know I you know I have re- <laughs> you know I have receipts. So Bucks fans, beware! Uh, I have all the receipts. So just just so you know, be careful because I am watching. <laughs> Absolutely, I know you, Jake and and Jamie were preaching patience uh, over there at the TDN Fantasy Podcast, and of course, JC was also saying, hey, guys, this is one week, and I think I know we all agreed that the Buccaneers actually looked better in Week One than the Saints did, and then so far, I mean, three and one. One team's three and one, one team is two and two. So, you know, the, the proof is right there, at least so far in the 2020 season. Coming out of this game against the Chargers, though, Paige, there are so many topics that we can talk about. One of our listeners called into the show yesterday and even said we can do an entire week's worth of pods, and we absolutely could, but we don't have time. Um, so 38 to 31 comeback uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Los Angeles Chargers. We touched on as many as we could ourselves yesterday. But basically, I want to know from you, which is your storyline of the week coming out of that game? Which one storyline kind of grabbed you the most and are you most interested in uh, from that game? I'm most interested in the stat line. That is uh, the Tom Brady stat line thrown for five touchdowns, 369 yards uh, and coming back because this is, this is exactly what you get. It, and this is what the, the patience thing, uh, the discussion about Tom Brady all off season, Jameis Winston throws a pick six and they lose this game by 20 points. Bruce Arian said it today, talking about it. Uh, this is These are the games that last year this team would get put away and they would get put away and it would be ugly. That's the difference. You have a ultimate competitor. You have the ultimate quarterback. You have the ultimate guy leading your team. And that is the storyline for me because there's been a lot of hype around this defense and, and well-deserved. Um, but Justin Herbert... Deserves a lot of credit, man. Uh, he, if I was picking a a, a, a 1B storyline, it's that holy cow, Chargers, you got yourself the boy. That, 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 that guy can sling it. You saw some major, major throws. And the one knock on him, which I hated coming out, was that he didn't have the right attitude or he couldn't lead a team. You know what leads a team? Throwing 55-yard bombs right on the money. That leads the team, okay? So all the stupidity that came out of Eugene, well, look at, look now because that looks pretty pretty stupid. And I know they lost the game, but you have to tip your cap to to Justin Herbert going mano-a-mano with Patrick Mahomes earlier this year and then Tom Brady this week. So those were the two things. It was the, the quarterback show for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely love having watched Herbert now for two games because I watched that Chargers Chiefs game and I was I was impressed right again, especially when we didn't know that he was going to be the starter. Of course, that was when Tyrod was the scratch like an hour before kickoff, and then yeah, like like you had said, you take a look at that that pick six that Tom Brady threw. They cut to the sideline and what's he's do? What what is Brady doing? He's sitting there with his tablet with Justin Watson, basically saying like, "Look, this is what I need you to do." You know, he's out there leading. There was you know some shaky moments, but if anybody was going to bring the Bucks back from that kind of deficit, I think there was a lot of faith in Tom Brady. But let's switch it over to another position page because you were on this show and you talked up Ronald Jones quite a bit, and. You know, he's so far he's he's lived up to your assertion uh as to being an every down back and and the potential that we see out of him week after week. You know, he's not a finished product. We saw a lot of drops in Sunday's game, which definitely hurt the team. And a lot of Bucks, a lot of people expect the Bucks to continue rotating with Leonard Fournette and now Keyshawn Vaughn getting a, involved a little bit too. With Fournette hopefully coming back. For Thursday's game, Vaughn looked good in limited capacity against the Chargers. Do you stand firm that Rojo is is the RB1, or are you starting to see that maybe some of his snaps are going to be eaten into as these other guys get healthy and up to speed? What's the best ability in the NFL, guys? Availability. And you can't eat into RB1 status if you ain't on the field. So Leonard Fournette ain't into RB1 status if you're not out there. And I can tell you that that's every head coach in the NFL is going to tell you the exact same thing. What about Rojo's performance tells you that he doesn't deserve to be out there being the guy? He had a he had a he had a great game. Does he need to work on his pass catching? Absolutely. But Keyshawn Vaughn, obviously, as you guys saw, played a good part. And I still think I still think this is going to drive you nuts fantasy wise. Let me be very clear uh, because Fournette is going to play a part. But the whole purpose of this for this football team is to make sure that when they get to December and January, when they need these guys, they're healthy and they have the ability to go to both of these backs and they have the ability to make sure that they can both stay fresh. So I I think you're, that's what the, you're going to be frustrated by it fantasy wise, but Roach is going to be that dude and, and he's out there and he's available and Leonard Fournette's not. And that's been the big knock on Fournette his entire career. So uh, listen, I I think Fournette's gonna have a have a piece. I do think he's got obviously all the talent in the world, but all the talent in the world is no good to you if you can't suit up and play on Sundays or Thursdays or Mondays. So I think as of right now, Rojo's still that guy, and and obviously Fournette will play the part when he's available. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people uh, were happy to see what they've seen so far for Fournette when he's on the field, like you said. And then, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn and, and what little play he did get yesterday or on Sunday, uh, people were happy to see. But, yeah, I, I don't see anything that Ronald Jones, even those drops, I don't think Ronald Jones has done anything. As Bruce Arian said, as you've you know reinforced on the show, he's done any he hasn't done anything to lose that job yet. So I, I feel confident that he's going to be the guy moving forward with a little bit of those character players or role players kind of filling in from time to time. Uh, Paige, my final question for you coming out of week four as we look ahead to week five, which is two days from when this show is, is airing. Uh, coming into the 2020 season, many people had the Buccaneers as the second best team in the NFC South behind the New Orleans Saints, or third, if your name is Benjamin Albright. Um, a quarter of the way in, their record is now the best in the division, and Tampa Bay is one of five teams in the NFC with three wins or more. Uh, where do you rank this team among those five teams? Of course, those teams 
for our listeners being the Buccaneers, Seahawks, Packers, Bears, and Rams? I think they're the most complete team, guys. I mean, can you? There's holes in every single one of those teams. That's three and one. Uh, and I think the the big thing for me is the Buccaneers' defense when they play at their best. Who of the the who of that group? At some point, it's going to catch up to, and it almost did. It almost bit Seattle in the ass this past weekend, right? There, you're looking at that team, and you're going, uh, "Okay, if Russ isn't playing at a astronomically fantastic level." He has to do so much to mask the fact that that team is not very good on their, their defense is so bad guys. It is, it is legendary bad, right? And that's, that catches up to you. And guess what else catches up to you when you get to December and January. And I know you guys, the, the, the three of us don't have to deal with it right in Tampa and in Scottsdale. I don't have to deal with that whole weather change, but the most of the people in this country when when it gets to November and December, it's quote-unquote football weather, you better be able to run the damn ball and you better be able to play defense. And that's a big question mark for a couple of those teams that you're talking about. The Seahawks and the Packers, quite frankly, who I haven't seen a lot from defensively. Aaron Rodgers is just being, as I've said a million times, on an FU tour. But guess what? Guess, guess what happens? If something happens like, oh, by the way, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard both not playing or both not being available – all of a sudden, the FU tour is harder to continue because you don't have your playmakers and you didn't draft a wide receiver. So all of a sudden, there's more, there's more, there's more ability to poke holes in these teams. I don't see why this Buccaneers team can't be the best of the bunch. They haven't played their best. They're the most complete team of the bunch because I am legitimately afraid of that defense. There's a difference. I, I, uh, not a lot of de- great defenses in the NFL right now. They're one of them, especially in the NFC. So I think you're looking at, <laughs> listen, coming in, you thought San Francisco, way different scenario right now. The Rams are beatable. The Cardinals fell off after an early lead. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings, who were picked to win the division, are not anything to be afraid of, right? You're looking at Seattle and you're going, okay, Russ is elite, but you're one Chris Carson injury away from being really in a tough spot. I mean, there's the NFC is wide open. And as far as the division goes, that noodle arm Drew Brees, okay? And it pains me to say that because I respect the hell out of Drew Brees. He's a hell of a competitor. He's been one of the more fun guys to watch in this league for a very, very long time. But you saw that team. They are, as Jake has said, they're all dink and no dunk. Like they got nothing like they're the, it's the Kamara show. And when Michael Thomas isn't out there, you're looking around and there's not a whole lot. So this, as much as I respect the hell out of Drew Brees and Sean Payton and what they've done over a long period of time, whether it was a week one matchup or the rest of the tape that I've seen on the New Orleans Saints, nobody in the NFC scares me for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. More coming up here on our Tuesday episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast with Paige Demacos of the Draft Network. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingless intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com 
to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique, extensive, and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you get to choose the brands, specifications, and most importantly, prices you prefer. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. You don't need to spend up to twice as much for the same parts, just head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you in part by Built Go, who is asking you for their opportunity to inspire you to break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, Break through it with Built Go every day. Built Go is in an easy to take one and a half ounce package. You can put it in your briefcase to provide yourself a boost for the most focused presentation you've ever given. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Use Built Go whenever you need a kick to help keep you going strong. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off of your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, joined by the absolutely fantastic Paige Demakos, COO of the Draft Network, host of the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the Dual Threat Show with JC Cornell. I, I just so happy that you called him Noodle Arm, and it wasn't me because I would just be called a <laughs> hater. Whereas you can look at it from a more unbiased angle. But we're going to start looking towards this Thursday and the matchup with the Bears, a team that you're obviously very, very familiar with. And we're going to stay on the topic of quarterbacks. Let's rip the Band-Aid off, Paige. Who's the best quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now, Mitch, Nick Foles, or Tyler Bray? Yeah, it's such a, it's such a loaded question, right? Because the, the true answer, and the answer I will give you is, if Matt Nagy got his head out of his ass, it's Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky. Okay, but because Nagy refuses to change his offense, it's Nick Foles. And I was not a fan of the signing in the offseason. I think Foles is a is a great backup. He had an extraordinary run with the Philadelphia Eagles, but that's about where it ends for me. And I thought when you invested as much draft capital as you did into getting Trubisky and he's as young and as raw as he was coming out of college, not playing very much. You deserve, he deserves to be given every opportunity. Uh, and after watching this last Sunday game, I mean, you're, you're looking at a quarterback that doesn't have chemistry with this team yet. And that's because he lacks reps. He hasn't had time to get on the same page with these guys like Mitch has. And listen, this could turn out to be okay because Foles gets reps and gets more opportunity and, and starts to get on the same page with some of these guys. 
but they also got to start catching the damn ball, guys. Anthony mm. Miller, Anthony Miller, I think between these two teams, the Bucks and the Bears got to combine for the most drops in the NFL. I have never seen two teams drop the ball more than I have over the last couple of weeks. And it's you got to catch the ball, man. If you're an NFL receiver and it hits you in the hands, you got to catch the ball. And maybe it's spo- maybe I'm spoiled because I got used to watching Larry Fitzgerald here in Arizona, but it is. Anthony Miller, I'm looking at you, man. Like it, it, it is atrocious. You got, you cannot drop balls like that. It's, it changes the whole dynamic of the offense. But they can't. The offensive line was really bad against that Colts defensive line, which I know is very good. But so is the Bucks. Um, so I, I, you know, I was pretty confident going into that game against the Colts because of what I thought the Bears defense could do, and they did everything I asked them to. They kept that team underneath twenty uh, under twenty points. If you can't score twenty points at home in the NFL, you're not winning a whole lot of football games, guys. In Week Four, Paige, the Bears put up eleven points against the Indianapolis Colts defense, including what most people label as a garbage time touchdown there towards the end of the game. Uh, the Colts coming into that game had the number one DVOA defense according to Football Outsiders. The Bucks heading into Week Four had the number two DVOA defense, right behind the Colts, uh, their their own defense. So if the Bears are going to put up any more than 11 points, even 10 points against the Tampa defense, which offensive player outside of the quarterback, and I think I might know where you're going based off what you're just saying, needs to come into this game with their A-plus game, not just their A game this Thursday night. Yeah, it's got to be this. It's got to be the receiving core as a whole, guys, because the Bucks defense is going to shut down the run. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot from David Montgomery. I think that defensive line is going to match up really well against an offensive line that has struggled so far. And Nick Foles better get ready to get the ball out of his hands very quickly. Um, and the the big issue for this team is the the guy that they were going to check down to a lot, Tariq Cohen. He's not on the football field, so somebody else has to step up. Um, I think you obviously know if you follow me on Twitter, I have a lot of love for Allen Robinson. Uh, you better start feeding him Matt Nagy because I don't know what else he needs to do to showcase to you that he's that guy. Uh, there's nobody on that defense uh, in the secondary in Tampa or anywhere else that I'm afraid of for for Allen Robinson. I, I don't know how much more you need to see from him. I, I really don't know. Um, so I think if the Bears have any shot at scoring enough points to keep up with this Tampa Bay offense, they're going to have to move the ball and move the ball down the field, and it, it's going to be on this receiving core. So you're looking at Mooney as a rookie who's played really well so far. Uh, Anthony Miller, as I mentioned earlier, he's got to be better, and he has to get it. Uh, Allen Robinson and uh, the tight end group, right? You're looking at Cole Komet, who hasn't played a, a whole lot of snaps, but that red zone target with Jimmy Graham, uh, you've seen it in spurts. Uh, but this is kind of the knock on w- what I had a problem with it when they signed him is that this is what it is. It's it's spurts of time, but you also got to get to the red zone to have a red zone target. So uh, Jimmy Graham, you know, hopefully in this game for the Bears can can play a part because it's really hard to stop uh, six foot seven when you're in the end zone. Now, of course, standing in the way of the Buccaneers offense is a very, very impressive Bears pass defense. They've been extremely good allowing only 56.4% of passes to be completed against them, best in the NFL. They're also only allowing six and a half yards per attempt, which is fourth best in the NFL. They're one of the three defenses in the league, which have allowed just three passing touchdowns against them as well. It's not like the teams aren't throwing on them. You know, they've had 149 pass attempts against them, which is eighth most before the Monday night games. Um, what is it about this pass defense that has just been so, so good 
for the Bears. And is it going to be able to make a big enough difference in week five for the Bears to overcome being a five and a half point underdog at home? Uh, the only way that this Bears team is is winning this football game is if the if the defense has multiple turnovers. Let me be very there's no chance that this offense is going to be able to do enough. They are going to have to have multiple turnovers. And the good thing for Bears fans is this defense is capable of doing that. And if there's one recipe to making Tom Brady uh, uncomfortable and not his best self, it's getting in his face. And Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, they can get there. And they can get there and they can make your day really bad. So if you're Donovan Smith and you're rookie Tristan Wirfs, buckle up, boys, because this is going to be a test. Because that defensive line is no joke. And this is a team that's going to get in your face and it's going to make your your day ugly. And you've got guys in that secondary. And as to your point, that that can that can make things happen for this defense, whether it's Eddie Jackson as a safety or you got Kyle Fuller, who's who's really one of the more underrated guys. And Jalen Johnson, a rookie who's played really well so far. He's had really some really some really good performances. So I think if this Bears defense, if this Bears defense can can cause a strip sack, right? Like you've seen from Khalil Mack and he's done it to the best of the best. If he can strip sack and get in the end zone and they can get a couple of turnovers, that's the recipe for success. Cause quite frankly, I don't have enough faith in this offense to do it on their own. So unfortunately defense, we're going to ask you to do it again. Cause I do it all the time. I always put it on the defense, but that's, that's just kind of how this is. And you can't keep up with this, this bucks offense, unless the defense uh, is able to score some points. You know, everybody knows, you know, most casual, even just Buccaneers fans know the name Allen Robinson. They know Khalil Mack is. Uh, but for, for the casual fan who doesn't necessarily know who the Chicago Bears are, who's a player that Buccaneers fans need to be smart about entering Thursday night's game? A guy that I guess most people call a sleeper to make an impact on the field uh, for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I think it's Akeem Hicks, guys. Uh, if you're if you're somebody who watches closely matchups and you see what happens, Khalil Mack demands a double team, sometimes even a triple team, and it opens things up for Akeem Hicks a lot. He's usually the guy that's getting through, and he's got bare paws. Okay, he's a big boy, and he's coming in, and he's coming in hot, and that's not a, that's not fun for old Tom. Uh, 43 doesn't bounce back the same when you got when you got your body uh, taking hits, and that's. That's the recipe here. I've called on the Bears before and said, listen, if you're going to beat this team, um, I, I watched the Bears play the Patriots uh, in the 2018 season, and, and that was the recipe back then. They played them real close, lost uh, a very, very, I think it was 31-30 final score. It was a really close game. But that's that's the recipe to me here because I just – I just don't see this offense doing enough. So if you're a Bucks fan and you, and you don't, you obviously know Khalil Mack. Robert Quinn, too, on that line. Those are those are the guys that are going to have an impact because Khalil demands so much attention that they get open and they get open a, a lot. All right. And of course, we have to wrap it up this way, Paige. You know what's coming. Uh, we want you to give us a bold prediction for Thursday night and pick a winner. And if you're if you feel like it, you can even throw in a score prediction. Uh, but how do you how do you see this stuff shaking out on Thursday night? Uh, I see the Bucks winning this game. Uh, I don't think the Bears, as I've said a couple of times, I don't, and probably sounding pretty defeated as I say it. But the offensive, the offense is just not there, guys. And I have a, a lot of faith in this Bucks team that they're going to be able to to travel and get this done. I think if this is a, a home game, traditionally where Bears fans are there and it's rowdy, totally different atmosphere. But 
no, no home fans, um, no atmosphere to change things and, and make Tom Brady uncomfortable. So I'm going to say 27, 14 final score. Uh, so, and it's one of those garbage time touchdowns at the end where you're in a prevent defense and getting things done. Um, unfortunately, I just don't think the bears have enough. Uh, but fortunately for bucks fans listening to this podcast, I have a lot of faith in this Buccaneers team. And if the bears are going to lose to anybody, uh, it'll still hurt, but it'll hurt a lot less, uh, watching BA get it done. So 27, 14 final score. Uh, I think Buccaneers get a win and cover the spread. All right. Well, Paige, let everybody know where they can find all the absolutely phenomenal work that you are doing. Cause you just have your hands in all of it now. And it's fantastic to see. We want to make sure our listeners can check it all out. Yeah. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out everything that we're doing at the draftnetwork.com. Got a couple of podcasts at TD and fantasy for all those that are interested in fantasy football and sports gambling. And then if you are a Buccaneers fan, uh, we got a podcast for you, a dual threat podcast that I'm hosting for JC Cornell, uh, the biggest Bucks fan that I know. So um, if you want to listen to that, you can find us by looking up dual threat show on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. So I appreciate you guys uh, having me on and plugging all my stuff and good luck to you guys. I, I think there's this, it's a weird week where I'm the enemy uh, of everybody where I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually sitting here driving the train for BA, but this is the one week where you can't, can't, can't help where you grew up, man. So no. it's, it's the one, it's the one week where I'm going, uh, listen, any other week I'm good. It's just not this week. We appreciate you Paige. <laughs> Thanks guys. That is going to do it for this episode, but we will be back tomorrow talking more about the bucks and bears as that game is just 48 hours away. But until then, please check out everything going on over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you're sending us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Make sure you check out Crossover Thursday as David will be joined by Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. And make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, of course, at the underscore sports page, and at Bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and we thank you so much for joining us right here at lock on Bucks.